Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Candyland. How you doing, Paige? I am so excited that we're recording and it's the Lionsgate portal. Lionsgate. I was, uh, so there's this astrologer, you probably know him, but etheric medicina, and he does, um, ooh, I think it's called astronomical astrology or something like that. And so the way that he does astrology, today's the first day of Leo season um, in Lionsgate. So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to do astrology. And that adds like the extra sign as well. Like when people like say there's 13 signs instead of 12, that completely disrupts that whole normal cycle. I would say he's probably including that, which is fine. I just think like, you know, we are discovering new information, but people are so rigid and stuck on certain things. Like, oh, I'm not relearning it. You know what I mean? That they won't even entertain it. So I think that's really cool. I love when people are comfortable with having new pieces of information disrupt their reality and change their mindset, because that's the only way that you grow. Maybe learning something a new way, you're like, well, I don't agree with all of that, but maybe it broadens the way that you do something. Exactly. I think anytime that you can just be open-minded in a situation, even if it's like not for you, hearing why it's for someone else or hearing how it works for someone else, I feel like it's super inspiring because if you only do what you know, you really don't get any further than you already are. Well, I felt like that even just like with taking your tarot class, like there are ways that you'll explain something or a meaning of a card that I'm like, oh, that's not necessarily the meaning that I've applied to that card before. But hearing you explain it that way and how the picture that you have is making sense to you or what it makes you think of totally resonates. I am obsessed with my tarot class. I cannot believe that we've already had 10 full weeks of tarot class. And now we're moving into like the final two weeks. It is so beautiful. I'm so excited to teach it a second time, like to teach it in October, um, because I'll probably take a break for a little bit because I think January and February, I'm truly going to rest. I'm really going to listen to the ancestors this year and not trudge forward. I'm just going to hit the gym and self-care. So that way in March when it's airy season and I should take action, I'm not fucking drained by trying to fight the currents of Pisces season the whole time. Like, I just feel like we're in the deep psychic waters of Pisces season and you should be resting. And instead I try to take vacations and pop my ship and do all these things. I'm going to learn from that. So I probably won't watch it again until like, March for sure so it'll be exciting to do that through December and then take a couple months off but it's awesome thank you for saying that I think it's cool too that anybody that's taken the class like we're able to just take it again on repeat for the $22 because there's so much information that you're that you're putting in every week and like we're doing you know a week at a time we're doing a whole suit. And so I think that people being able to go back and rewatch it and not just rewatch it, but actually be able to engage. You'll say something a different way the second time that, cause I'm gonna attend the class because I 
I personally think that even if you know something already, someone is going to explain it in a different way. They're going to talk about it differently. You're going to learn a different energy. Um, and I just think that it's important to immerse yourself inside of opportunities where you can expand on something that you know, but people let their ego get in the way and they go, oh, I already know how to do that. I don't need to do that. And that's where you end up losing out and where people around you will thrive because you know, when you're like, when you're a nurse, you have to go to school, you have to go and take brush up courses every so often on new things, new information that comes out, whatever, that should be the same thing with like within your spirituality and your gifts is having is doing things to like sharpen yourself. I think that's so amazing. Because one time my mentor, um, she had mentioned to me, the lady who originally mentored me and helped me get into my spiritual career. She's an amazing woman, but she mentioned how so many people don't take classes through their spiritual practice and how she completely rejected that ideology. Like she was like, I just completely reject practitioners and people that are like, Oh, I've never studied under anyone, or I've never been mentored or whatever, but yet they're offering these $5,000 courses that are self-taught. Like that's cool to be self-taught, but also you need to have taken some workshops, some classes, just in a way to grow. I think that when we stay stagnant, we get put in a box. And I think that it's beautiful that every time we learn something, there is some type of different energy. Like, especially seasonal energies, you know what I mean? Like spring, summer, fall, everything brings a different energy. And I know I personally cannot wait for fall. I'm so excited for fall. Um, I know that you're going to be coming here. I've put that out in the atmosphere. There's no dates locked down. I'm like, listen, I plan on making you food. I have a whole room for you. I'll be pimping that out for you. It's going to be a thing. I know. I'm really excited because Jim and I bought a house that's big enough for like four families and she is like trying to figure out what to put in it. <laughs> Shouldn't I could come there and help you decorate your podcast room? Well, I rent. Um, <laughs> I, I rent this house, but yeah. I do definitely... When I just had um, my friend Ryan here, uh, we were looking at the room and she's like, you know, you could do this, you could do that. And so I have a little list of things. And on my list that night, I wrote red couch. And my friend came over yesterday. Um, she's a photographer. And she's like, I'm not doing anything with my like red couch anymore. Would you like to have it? My maroon couch. Would you like to have it for the podcast room? And I was like, fucking manifesting. Honestly, <laughs> I just started a Lionsgate spell. And normally I don't put the candle on top of the jar, but I'm like, I want to do that tonight because, you know, it's kind of a fire hazard if it falls off for some reason and you've got candle wax going everywhere. But tonight is special. Tonight she's burning the house down. <laughs> I'm watching it like a hawk. I'm watching it like a hawk. You know what's crazy? I was just um, thinking about this. So since we moved into this house, the the flame work on my spells is fucking crazy. Like very big, very like it moves a lot. And when I was in the old space, it was in the garage and I did spell work all the time. And my my flame would move and stuff, but it was nothing like it is here. And I was thinking about how at the other place, I always 
And I've always said it felt so small because it felt like we had so much energy that didn't have anywhere to go. Like you couldn't fully express yourself because you're in this small little house and there's no way to get away from anything. And I feel like it was the same way with like fire, like fire was, it had to be in this like small enclosed space. That's where I did my spell working and it can only be so big because there's only so much space. And in this house, I just feel like there's so much room for energy that I feel that in the spell workings and I can feel the spell workings like taking over all of this space and the flames going wild and feeling free to dance. And I am really loving that visual representation um, of what I'm feeling energetically inside that space. I personally was scared of that flame that you sent me the other day <laughs> I was no. scared. that shit was fucking tall and you know what I told you about the spell that you sent me for my birthday like went wild and it was just like crazy and honestly I mean it looked way it looked way taller because of the way that because it's on the kitchen counter and I was trying to get a video of it so the way that my phone was was a little bit tilted so yes the flame was big but it was like it wasn't like it was anywhere near the ceiling or anything crazy it was a massive thick boy and he was popping his thing and it was huge and I was like wow you are doing it when you said it was for someone else I was like damn they probably are loving this so um it was a working for somebody else and it was um I'm trying to like not give all the details but give some details so it was a uh, connection amplifier for them so having the flame responding in that way is like exactly what I needed for confirmation of the working. And, um, it, what, it was just really fucking cool. I don't know. It was scurry, but I guess if that's about someone's like life popping off, then that was amazing. Cause this was crazy. And like, I literally was always setting off the smoke detectors and recently I've like, redone how I'm doing things so that we're not setting off the smoke detectors because I realized that I was just doing my spell work too closely to a specific smoke detector so I fixed that issue and I haven't had all of the smoke detectors going off and like my alarm system is linked to a smoke detector so like they'll just send the fire department like if it goes off too long they're like there's a fire confirmed we're on the way and like when I first got my alarm system, I was at an event and this is so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, the fire department's at my house. They literally sent the fire department. It had like a malfunction that I didn't even know it was going off. Like it didn't give me an option to like know that it was going off. But then I saw on my cameras that literally the fire department was here. And yeah, they literally were popping their shit. Like they kicked down your door. No, but they like somehow got into a window, like, cause I live on a second story. They got into, they checked all the windows and found one that was open <laughs> and they came in the window and they like stomped around the whole house and like yelled and they were like, it's all clear. It's a false alarm. And I heard it all on the cameras. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a very vivid experience of like, what the fuck's going on? So luckily, like I wasn't having a fire, but it was cool to know that if there was a fire, even if I wasn't home, that they would be there very rapidly it was like a rapid response 
Get out the of safety here. squirrel in me wants to tell you that you should never have any of your windows unlocked. But then the other part of me is like, thank goodness that you had one unlocked so that they didn't bust your door down. I think it was just fate because like that's never happened again and the windows are definitely all locked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think that was just like a, a learning experience that like I am very, very safe and like this fucking alarm system is like top notch, baby. <laughs> and it was like, we will save you. Okay. You know, we will save you. But I like living on second, third, fourth stories. Like I don't, I don't want to be on the ground. I would never have a window unlocked if I was on the ground. I just imagine like an intruder coming in and you being like, what's her face from Austin Powers with like the nipple bullets and just being like, not today. And like your fashionable outfit. Literally. I found the perfect outfit for this. It's fate. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. I was watching a music video earlier and Austin Powers was in it. Everything that we're saying all the time is somehow connected. Yeah. Well, the ranch seasoning. That's very interesting. That's the most the most interesting because I was just like, huh, I'm gonna put this in there. <laughs> like it was just like I opened the cabinet to get the cinnamon and it was just there. And I was like, oh, oh, and it actually is gonna be amazing. That yeah. flame doing okay over there? You all right? I see it like yeah, there there's three of them, and I'm just watching them, making sure because the way that I have them. They are doing the most. It's very cool. You know, it's interesting. Um, I did a really amazing reading tonight. And I love when people are like, I didn't expect to get this much out of this reading. Like, I did not expect to like really connect with everything you were saying or like you know like one person got really emotional. Like, you know, it's just really rewarding to be like, I didn't expect you to deliver on this but you done drove this motherfucker home and now I believe in Jesus <laughs> it feels good feels like a accomplishment I'm doing the Lord's work out here I believe in Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up at um the meme that I posted on your page the other day that was like uh people in the south I don't have an accent and then it's like how do y'all yeah honestly what I think is interesting about accents is that you really don't realize that you have one until you're around people who sound different than you you know what I mean and I think it's interesting how humans have dialect like that like how there's so many different ways and just everything and it's like wow why is that area like this? You know what I mean? Or like, why is Boston like this versus like Austin, Texas? Like they sound similar. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just interesting. My grandpa's from Massachusetts. And so when he talks, he'll be like, go get in the car. And so I've mm-hmm. always like made fun of him and like, oh, do I need to go get in the car? Like, <laughs> you know, what's crazy is like, there's so much that is passed down through your family, like good and bad, or just, you know what I mean? Like just so many things are like passed through generation to generation. And it's so like interesting that we like, as humans don't take enough time to like appreciate all of our life. You know what I mean? Like it's when people look back on it, that they're like, oh, this used to happen. Or, you know what I mean? It's like almost only whenever it's like the absence of something, do we like, be like, damn, I really like that. 
You know what I mean? That's why I'm always telling the universe, like, I love it here. Thank you. Thank you, universe. I've been really working on making a conscious, consistent effort to be present in the moment and appreciative of things that are happening while they are happening and absorbing the energy then instead of looking back on it and being like, wow, that was really like fun. That was really exciting or, you know, whatever. I know. And that's what mainly I think the human lesson is, is like to enjoy it while it's here and not just reminisce, you know, like, or not just wish it was here. Like people count all the way down to the day to a concert and then be on their fucking phone the whole time trying to live stream the concert for random people on their Facebook who could give two fucks because you're swinging back and forth and you're singing and, you know, just enjoy it. Put your phone up because I promise you, it's very rare that people go back through their videos or their screenshots or their pictures and just sit there and watch them like constantly. You know what I mean? Like the world is so busy. There's so much going on. I have over 10,000 pictures and I don't know when we've went back to 5,000 or 6,000 and glanced around because we haven't in a long time. Like, you know what I mean? You look at it immediately what the newer things are and that's about it. And then you forget that you screenshotted your prescription number that expired six months ago, but it's just floating around somewhere on your phone. With that makes me laugh. Right after 4th of July, I saw this post that was like, um, hey, do you have that video of the fireworks from 2010? And the person being like, no, well, then why did you spend the whole fireworks show recording them on your phone? And also another pet peeve that I have, because we're about to be getting with the holidays uh, for like Thanksgiving or whatever here in the next couple months, too. When people just post tons of pictures of their plates and like, or of doing the same thing, like people will post like their spreads of like their Easter food or whatever. And I, nobody gives a fuck what you are eating on the day that they are eating too. Like, I promise you, nobody's like, damn, your mom's macaroni and cheese looks bomb as fuck because their mom made mac and cheese. And that's what they're looking at. That's just my two cents. I mean, I think that as long as they don't post 94 presents under the tree for everyone to see that they're just fun everything, but in the plate people are the present people. They're absolutely doing it. The present people got to go because I just think for one, that's so ego driven, egotistical. It's just so like tacky. And honestly, y'all's kids are like getting way too much crap that they just think they're entitled to it or that they deserve it and then you wonder why your 13 14 15 year old person kid whatever wants four and five hundred dollar pair of shoes and feels left out that someone else's parents buys them those yeezys and stuff you know and i know you're laughing now but like wait till your son gets to those ages where those no i know it's true those kids like their parents are in debt and are creating a false impersonation that they have their shit together and it's not cute it's not attractive that's why people can't afford whatever that they complain about you know what I mean it's like take your kid on a vacation and get out of this place don't worry about xyz and I just think that overall like the internet has became like a this or that competition of like look at mine or look at yours or oh my god I want that too and then like you get it and it never brings you the fulfillment that you thought it was going to bring you and I know this personally because Tauruses are meant to be like very materialistic as one of the earth signs that are just very materially 
driven, but a Taurus really wants security. And with that, you need material abundance. When I shifted my reality from wanting material things to just wanting peace of mind and just to be like at peace with money, things shifted, like my relationship shifted with money. And I think that so many people lead these false narratives, but then when it comes time to investing in a spiritual service, that's a hundred plus dollars or a class that's a thousand dollars or something that's going to better your life, you can't do it. And then you're mad at the people that have or do, and you just get the cycle of like rinse, repeat. And like, you know, the cycle just keeps going, you know, you never actually break the cycle when you put yourself deeper and deeper in that debt I think the flex is to be able to teach your children like financial stability so like for example my a big thing so my stepdaughter was just here visiting and her mom's thing is to take her on vacations to take her on trips but they don't ever have like steady housing or food or things like that or like things that are like needed right like and so when she was here she wanted to go out and do all of these like adventures and she wants to go out on trips and things like that and so conversations that my husband and I were having with her are the opposite perspective of we don't go and do all of those things and and just go spend money like that because we're saving money. We want to buy a house. We want to be able to, you know, A, B, C, and D. And when we have, you know, certain milestones that are met, then we will go out and like have celebrations or we'll go out and do, and do things. And so we were teaching her or trying to about like having a responsibility and an appreciation and setting goals for your money instead of just in the moment being like, I want to go and I want to go do this huge adventure. Your adventure is fun in the moment while you're spending your money until you get back. And now you're no longer able to fulfill that goal that you had or pay that bill that you had or whatever, because you blew it on a moment feeling instead of a long-term realistic feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. And I think that stability and financial security are so far absent of so many people because they live in a constant like instant reward reality like mm-hmm. got paid going to the mall getting new shoes like you know like like you said what is your goals like what is your goals and I think that when you have money in a terrible relationship with it you're just gonna spend it you're just gonna spend more of it you're just gonna you know what I mean? It's almost like people reject abundance by feeling like they have to constantly be doing something. Like abundance is having things taken care of, stress-free living, not worrying about if your electric bill is going to be an extra $100 this month because you know you have it. That's a peace of mind that like a new pair of shoes and different things can't buy. And like our ancestors and people like they didn't buy multiple pairs of shoes. Like people got like one pair of shoes and that was it. And I'm not saying that that has to be your reality, but also every time you get paid, you don't need a new pair of shoes. Like you need to save that $200 and, or whatever, maybe more of the way people buy shoes. I mean, it blows my mind that people that live with their parents buy 800 and a thousand dollar, like 
bathing ape and fucking ugly, ugly, ugly stuff. And I'm not going to lie, like Yeezy looks like a factory worker's uniform. Everything that he makes looks like a trench coat or like some type of worker coat that you would wear at a factory or at a bus garage or at the oil change place. And it's not like as hypey as I like see people make it like I know people who have made it their entire personality and then they become like resellers or then they own these little like you know shoe shops and stuff where they like take something that Nike dropped for 150 and sell it for 750 like that's the reason that the system is broken you know what I mean is because people buy up what it actually cost and then circulate it back at 30, 50% markup. And then the brands and the designers are like, well, fuck that. We're going to cut you out and make it just $500. Then yeah. you can't buy it up. And if you do, then it's worth 2000, you know, like there's things on Louis Vuitton. Not that I'm like, I get on there and I like to window shop. There was this lime green purse. They never really dropped things like that. So when I saw it, I was like, that is going so hard sold out. It was sold out. Like, within the first like week of it coming out like everywhere because someone bought that it's rare and they're selling it on ebay for triple and it's mm -hmm. like if louis or whoever sees you all doing that like the reason these brands are considered designer is because they want to be exclusive so all these resellers and all these things like that's what's driven up like driven up everything and i think kids have unrealistic expectations of how money actually comes in because they're not earning money from chores they're not getting little after school jobs they're not doing the things that we did we did lemonade stands car washes you know whatever clean someone's garage for 10 bucks like at the end of the day these kids are not willing to do anything they're like 10 dollars like they're not going to do shit for 10 dollars and i feel like as a 10 year old you shouldn't have that option you should be like Yes, ten dollars. But when you feel find out that everything's two, three, four, five hundred dollars, it's like, well, that's not shit. I used to walk people's dogs in my neighborhood for five dollars. I used to just walk up to your door. Hi, Mister. Do you have a dog? Can I walk your dog? Oh, you're inviting me inside to have a glass of water and a snack. Absolutely, I'll come inside your home. Like that. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, that was I know you can't imagine that now that I'm like the fucking safety squirrel of life, but um. That definitely was happening back then. Well, Absolutely. You know, times have changed. Talking about times changing and like money and stress and stuff. So I have really been, so I guess this decision has been made since we recorded last, but I decided to go back to the chiropractic office that I'd been working at and I, they, um, messaged me and were like, Hey, our part-time girl is going to Hawaii. Would you be willing to come in and like cover a couple days, you know, whatever here. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would. And I went to the office and whatever. And it was almost like there had been like a complete energy reset because I hadn't been there. They had seen, like, I had a chance to be like, my own boss, they had a chance to have somebody else that wasn't me and to have an appreciation for everything that I do. And I have really been, I decided that I'm going to go back three days a week and I'm going to go like in the morning time. And it still gives me plenty of time to do all of my business stuff and I can schedule readings around it and I'll have Mondays off 
to have with Brian because he doesn't work on the food truck. And then Fridays will be like my days. And I've really been loving it because I started seeing how being reliant on your income through your readings and like your spiritual gifts and that being the sole purpose, like your sole income. Yeah. It's cool to like prove to yourself that you could do it. And that's awesome. But for me, it made me feel like I could see how so easily it would just become a business and a chore and how it would just be a stressor for, I need somebody to book a reading. I need this. I need that. I need people to you know be on Patreon or whatever. And that's never been the way that I have ever done anything. And that would never be the way that I would want something to be. And so, um, I just made that change and, and I think that it's so important that that would be such a big moment for ego, right? To be like, nah, like I fucking quit them. I'm doing my shit. I'm popping my shit over here. Like I'm not about to go back and like, you know, like I just proved that I could do it, but at the same time, like what is more important, I guess. And so I've been very excited about like that little spirit lesson and that break and whatnot but I'm also excited to be back there having a little bit of a routine being able to help them with things being appreciated because there was the reset where like wow I really see all that you do and like you're valuable they've told me every single day I've gone there how much they appreciate me how much they need me there and like that does feel good Honestly, I think that everything you said is so valid and it's a learning experience because when you are sole proprietary, like in your art or in your passion or in your spirituality, there can be a level of pressure. And I think that especially for people that try to pursue that, like right out of the gate, there is so much standard, you know what I mean? Because you think, oh my God, I have this money coming in, but then you get hit with a huge tax bill at like the worst time you know what I mean and like I think that's what's really cool that some people can handle all that but at the same time it's like I would much rather somebody be also speaking on my behalf and then me being able to be my own boss and if I want to take a nap cool because everything I need is coming through this other avenue and this is me time this is growth time this is you know I had like two really amazing readings tonight on the new client consultation and those client consultations can go from any level like to mediumship to spirit guides to any level that spirit wants it's kind of like the display of what I can do and what you need at that moment and it was just so rewarding and one of them ran over um a lot longer than normal but it was like we were really vibing and like making this like breakthrough. And I think it's interesting to see people who have like children my age that are like, I can learn so much from you. Like, how do you know this? And it's like, I can't even take credit that I know all that. It's like spirit tells me everything that I need to know when I need to know it and not a minute sooner. And I think that when you put a lot of pressure on your gifts or on yourself, you're draining that connection, period. And, you know, a lot of people, especially like in the artistry field, like music and things like that, they truly give up before it gets going because they're not willing to make those sacrifices. They're not willing to work that job they hate because they're trying to keep up some persona or finance a chain that they pay $400 a month on for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like so many people live in these little false illusions where it's like, I have money, I have this, but they're in fucking debt. And I think that, you know, I don't think 
anything about what people do. But what I do think is those people complain the most because at the end of the day, that's only going to stress you out more. So, you know, being able to have a day job or have something that's consistent and steady and then pursue your business, whether that's always part-time or not, there's going to be a moment when it pops and when it shifts. And I know we've talked about this before, but Bunny was doing her podcast for like three years and thought that she was going to give it up because it wasn't popping. And then at literally three years and eight months, shit went crazy. You know what I mean? It's just like, Eight months later, it's less than it takes to make a child. And here we are. And she's got 7 million followers accumulative, you know? So it's like, you can't see it. And it's maybe not meant to happen because you can't handle it yet. And I think it's beautiful that like you at least took the risk. And then you also at the same time can be like, yeah, that wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but now I can see clearly on what I thought. Cause that was like your whole purpose was like, nope, I'm doing this full time. Like, this is all I want to do. And like, that's all beautiful. But whenever I noticed your schedule was just open, like fucking eight hours a day, every day, I was like, damn, I'm like, damn, you know, like that's just not healthy, not for spirit work anyways. Yeah, no. And I also, you know, I never want to be like, in a position where maybe I'm going to do a reading that I don't feel comfortable doing because I'm not vibing with somebody's energy, but I'm going to do it because now I'm solely responsible for this income. And so I'm going to do it anyways. Like there's just so many things that I was able to see like coming up that I'm like, this just isn't like, it's not resonating for me. And it, it took a lot of I feel like stress and pressure off of me now having that experience because as you said, like that had been a big goal. And so for me personally, when I'm working towards a goal, like that is what I have in mind. I'm going to make that happen. And I stress myself out to make that happen because it's a goal that I have. And so now that I've done that and I've accomplished it, I'm like, okay, so now I understand that like that actually isn't what I'm wanting. And so I can switch my direction and kind of be more comfortable and coasting. Like I, I like doing this as like my passion and helping people. And it doesn't, I don't have to be extreme about it and that, and I don't have to prove that I could do something with it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like so many people, that's what they're doing. They're doing it to try to prove to you. Like, and a lot of people are not doing as great as they lead. You know what I mean? Like people to the world, oh my gosh, it's great. I'm booked, I'm prosperous and all that. But it's like giving up all that quality time with yourself, with your family, neglecting your own spiritual goals, like meditation or journaling. You know, I noticed that like, I set some major goals and spirit really started to deliver. And then I was like, hold the fuck up. That's too much. I can't do that many readings. I mean, I can, and I did, and they were all phenomenal. And I was getting the best feedback. Like when I did that flash sale and sold like 75 of them, I was so shocked that put me into a frenzy though, because on top of those 75, I had 50 Patreon people and different things. You know what I mean? It was just like, holy moly, I cannot believe that this many of these like aligned. And then on top of like adding the spell work and doing the spell work tier and like a bunch of people upgrading to that, which opened slots on other tiers where people took them, you know, it was just like a trickle effect. And I feel like we both took like 
Tom from the podcast, but went balls to the wall in our business. And then I was like, I need a real like recalibration. And like, I'm not doing weekend readings anymore. Like I'm like, you know, I'll do Tuesday and Wednesdays and I'll do videos. But other than that, like you can get an email or something, but I'm not trying to like be so in someone's energy every single day. Like I need days that I don't touch anyone else's energy and I'm just in my own and not even like for my own mental health, but just for like everyone's benefit. You know what I mean? Like a spiritual practitioner that's willing to exhaust themselves is still somewhat living in their ego and people pleasing tendencies or like, oh, if I don't, you know, it's like, you're more worried outside of yourself all of a sudden. It's like so many people do that in the spiritual community and it's exhausting and it's exhausting to even get readings from those people. You know what I mean? I feel like that's why some of those people like have blocked us. Like that one girl that gave us the readings and all the things. And then she just randomly like blocked us with no explanation. Like that was weird. That was so weird. I think lots of people are weird. And I think that we can, we can bother people by being in our own truth. If it makes them uncomfortable, like it challenges their truth or it challenges their truth. Absolutely. And, and also to, I think that people put a lot of competition where there's not competition and like, We've had where, you know, behind the scenes, like, you know, we're rooting somebody on and we're talking to each other and we're like, they're doing all this, they're doing all that, like pop your shit. And then that person has come out and been like, and I just think that you both are like talking about me and not supporting me. And we're like, but what do you mean? And it's because they're uncomfortable with themselves. And so they just assume that other people have a problem. And I think that that's what happens when, um, people give readings and things too is like they get into your energy and then they feel some type of way about themselves and there's also a lot of assumption too and we've talked about it before but there's a lot of assumption that we're despite our podcasts and our social medias and everything that we do people really envision us as different people than we are and I think that people just have these different expectations of us and also this like putting us in a box and expecting us not to grow. Like I'm such a different person now than I was when we first started the podcast. And you're a different person now than when we first started the podcast, you know? Honestly, I think that whenever people are growing and elevating and changing and things are shifting for them and other people are staying the same, it becomes such a separate energy. It's almost like instead of magnets coming together, like the law of attraction, like you manifest people into your reality to learn something. And a lot of people are not ready to learn what we're mirroring back. And I honestly, like, just don't play the game anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't try to define my player profile. It's like, read it and weep, bitch. We're on the next level because I'm not playing this with you. I'm playing it with myself. I'm playing it, you know, with the universe. Like, I'm not playing it as your opponent. I don't even see you. You know what I mean? Like I'm in my own thing. And I think that so many people are on the level, like trying to hide and like dodge whatever they're trying to learn on that level the whole time. And like, it's not hide and seek, baby. You got to face that shit head on and you probably signed up for it. And you are the root issue. I don't care what the world tells you, you and your thinking and your like soul like negativity towards it or whatever that you're not embracing it is what's 
draining you. You know what I mean? So seeing other people like keep going to the next level, it's like, how, how I keep hitting a, a brick wall and I have a lot of compassion for people. But then again, I like, if you don't want to do the work because level five is harder than level four, then stay on level four. But when I'm on level 14, don't try to talk no nothing to me don't try to start drama with me you know it's like once people get so high they need your platform to be relevant because like you're not like without you they don't even exist they go back to their illusional world and the fact that people can do spiritual work and put so much of their energy out there and people continue to just want to take 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 it's really goofy to me because whatever you take you actually take and put it into your karmic like balance, you know? And it's like 10 times what you took. So if you took one, it's actually 10 times. Or if you put one in, it's 10 times, you know? So it's like, learn about your own energy and your own intentions and stop worrying about what other people did to get to level 14. Yeah, that goes into not comparing your journey to other people's journey and not comparing the evolution and the use of your gifts to the way that somebody else's have unfolded and been utilized. And the crazy thing about that is so many people are needed in like a spiritual community. Like there's different people that are like healers or people that do medicine, plant medicines, things like that. Like there's just so many different people that do different things. And if people came together in a more communal style living and shared with others, instead of thinking, no, these are my tomato plants. I have 14 tomatoes. I'm going to sit here and watch seven of them rot because by the time I get to the eighth one, I'm sick of tomatoes. But instead, you could just knock on your neighbor's door and be like, hey, I got a bunch of tomatoes. You want a few? And I'm speaking from experience right now because like that's a very, very relevant thing. And like people don't have any regard for others because they're neglecting themselves. And that's why I don't take that shit personal. That's why The Four Agreements is top tier best book because when I stopped taking things personal and started seeing it as a spiritual lesson or a spiritual experience, I stopped worrying about what other people did in the situation. And I kept myself to a certain standard, which has connected me with people who are at that standard and at that level. And that's where you make growth. Like that's where you make headway. And an important thing too is that we're always looking at the person who's on the levels above where we are. And so we're always looking up the ladder instead of looking down the ladder. And I think that when people are looking down below them to see where other people are on, you know, their journey and how far up the ladder they've come, then it stops you from progressing and going any further. And then it puts more distance between you and the people who are higher above than you are right now. You want to hear something really interesting? I never look at this My Human Design app ever, but you talk about that all the time. It just gave me a notification and said tip of the day. It never does that. When I click on it, I'm not even logged in. Like the email isn't even there. It's like, I don't even have an account. When I clicked on the notification, it took me to the login screen. Like how random that the My Human Design would be like tip of the day. And I literally click on it and it's logged out. Like, how are you sending me a notification from an app I haven't used since I like canceled premium a year ago? That's very strange. That's your, that's your shit. Let me pull you a human design card then. 
Let's Pull give you your tip of the day. Pull one for the peeps. Okay. For the audience. Let's pull you guys your tip of the day. We got card 55. Fives were popping off in tarot class yesterday too. Um, card 55 for living prayer. And it literally, it looks like a desert with like a little river off in the distance in the fog. Pisces card. Pisces. So the sign is Pisces. The gift is radical accountability and the shadow is victim mind or victim mentality. Uh, so the radical accountability beyond the shadow is the illusion of true freedom born of radical accountability. We realize, know, and believe that we are active players in every event and circumstance that unfolds within our lives. We are the orchestrators of our own personal heaven or hell. It is not what happens, but how we react and hold our truth and our response becomes lived prayer. The gift is woven beautifully with the Excuse me. The gift is woven beautifully with the profound richness of emotion, which reveals the great depth and spectrum of the human experience. We behold the pearl or remain consumed by flames. The choice remains ours. And then the shadow is the victim mentality. Theme 55 reveals one of the most significant pieces of our collective spiritual evolution and the journey to freedom. As we traverse the physical plane and employ our minds for the purpose of categorizing and labeling elements of our reality, we fall into the trap of separation. The distorted view that we are separate and distinct bodies merely occupying the same space. We forget that through the process of conditioning that we are the creators of our inner experience. We blame our suffering on external actors and praise outside sources for the cause of our pleasure a requirement for personal power. At lower frequencies, we are the victim or the bystander at the mercy of whatever life appears to throw at us. Your themes are ownership, emotion, choice, and freedom. That doesn't sync exactly with everything. The perfect place to pop off this episode because that was everything. We are so grateful to share this space with you all. We are just so grateful to share our gifts, our opinions. Thank you for taking everything we say with a grain of salt, because if you don't agree, that's cool. Like we can still be cool. Like we don't expect people to agree with every little thing that we say. And honestly, I'm excited to hear other people's perceptions. So with that, go to lollipoppodcast.com and get in touch with us about what you want to hear about, what energy topics that you have, questions. This would be a great place to ask questions like you do in our messages or on other platforms. Go to lollipoppodcast.com and send us questions on there where we will greatly appreciate them and address them on our next episodes. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.